she she has eyes like a raven, literally. Yeah. Well, my thought was thrown off by your Coldplay ringtone. He walks in the dead of night. Only way to see him is if he's lit up by street lights. He's slightly taller than the average human height, but the shadow he casts might easily give one fright. He's peaceful, but you wouldn't know what to do. Hello and welcome. We are back in a sense. This is a special episode from theballerlifestyle.com. This is the Bachelor lifestyle podcast end of the season i know you i know for you diehard bachelor fans we sort of let you down this season because the we didn't do an episode to recap each and every episode of the bachelor like we did last season i guess that was the bachelorette was it did we do both i don't know i can't think back that far um and i a lot of people have reached out and they're like, are we going to hear something about the end of The Bachelor? So we had to get together and do it. I am, of course, the host. My name is Brian Beckner. Thank you very much for joining. Thank you for hanging in there with us, even though we did not do our duty this season with The Bachelor. Very hard to schedule, a lot going on. Joining me now, though, and this is this is what everybody loves, is our very own Bachelor correspondent. Of course, I'm talking about the inimitable Jason Stewart. Jason, thank you for joining us. Brian, thank you for having me. And I will say this, doing a Bachelor lifestyle podcast without uh, the lovely Kate, That's right. I, feel, I feel a little bit like Kenny Smith would feel if Charles Barkley called in sick. <sighs> Yeah, that it's a little tough. Um, that's actually a really, really good analogy because although you're better than Kenny Smith, I'm I'm obviously the Ernie Johnson of the thing. But like, I mean, it, it's 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 going to uh, definitely be a weaker show. So that's a great way to promote the next half right. hour. Yeah, it's going to be a weaker show, but I'm going to be able to talk a lot more. That's true. I well, I do most of the talking. Let's be honest. I, it's 90% my voice, and that's a problem. That's something I need to work on. I think people have heard enough of me, but yes, that's spoiler alert. Kate, Fancy Sauce McManus, will not be joining us. I think mostly she's out of pocket at this point. She's not even in the studio or near the studio. But also, I think she, and she said as much. I said, hey, I'm putting something together. Um, I want to do a re- an end of season recap. I go, I w- you want to come in and do a, a season bachelor season finale podcast. And she just looked at me and kind of like did that, like kind of like squint and where you're like smirk a little bit. And she's like, not really because wow, wow. she was disgusted with this season of the bachelor and maybe before we get into the last episode of the show, maybe that's where we need to start, Jason Stewart. And and by the way, yeah. just to uh, button up Kate and this whole thing, yeah, I button her up. You know, I I really really adore her, and uh, and she's a friend. But yeah, you no, know, you got to stay the course with these things. I mean, just totally agree. 
did did you jump ship when uh, when the when you know the McCourts were running the show the last couple of years and they were getting fans killed That's in the right. parking lot? That's right. I mean, you got to stay the course. I mean, a couple bad seasons doesn't uh, doesn't mean you can just not do a bachelor lifestyle recap. It's, it's not like I went and started rooting for the Angels. Right. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to show my face anywhere. I'm not basic. I mean, is she on some? Uh, is she right now instead of doing this? Is she doing a, a podcast for the? Uh, I don't know the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. She probably would want to do a podcast about that because she's she watches that show. She's she's up to date on that show, and she likes it a lot better than than this season, The Bachelor. Let's let's talk about that, Jason. Nick Vile. Nick Vile. Yes. Um, pretty much so- pretty much every bachelor is a huge dud, is a, a zero personality wise. Right. Th- this is the script. They get a handsome guy that really doesn't bring anything to the table personality wise, excepting two that I can recall. Of course, the all time greatest bachelor in history, Byron Velvic, seconded only by the great and rumored to be the leader in the clubhouse in terms of slaying contestants. Of course, I'm talking about Bob Guinea. Other than those two guys, there has never been a bachelor with a personality, but as bachelors go, Nick Vile, least personality of all. What do you say to that, Jason? The least? Oh, no. no. I, I would, I mean, that's zero from last season, Ben, ben. who was likable, but when it got down to it, he could not be less interesting. And then, uh, he sucked. I, agree. I think what didn't you left out the, uh, you left out the soccer player who, what, why am I blanking no, on his, that? The, you're you know, talking about Juan Pablo Galavis. And, but the problem with him is he didn't play the game. He wasn't, he didn't have no personality. He was a dick. He was yeah. an actual dickhead. And I, and I guess that, that's, that's the difference. I, uh, Nick Vile, this is the fourth go around on a bachelor entity. And with each one, we kind of hated him more and more. Correct. Somehow, some way, by the end of this season, I got to like Nick and we could say goodbye to him on a good note. I, I'm going to confess right now. Unbelievable. I got, I've come around to liking the guy. Now we'll get, we'll talk about this, but he chose the wrong chick, but I, I, but I give him, I give him a pass on that. I ended up thinking he was more likable at the very end of his season than he ever was in all the other train wrecks. Unbelievable. I I wish Kate was here to dispute that as to him choosing the wrong chick. Let's hash that out right now. Vanessa was by far the hottest chick that he had to choose from. I will admit slim pickings, Amongst the contestants this season, really wonder, obviously Corinne's going to be on Bachelor in Paradise and we can discuss that later, but the, the, of the, the choices, I mean, the fact that one of the final two was Raven, she, Raven is a second week cut. This is not the kind of person that you have looks wise. I'm sure she's very nice. Raven, what up? You want to come on the show? It's cool. But in terms of beauty, 
this is this is not the kind of chick that you take to the end of a network game show. No way. So I I can't disagree with with your assessment of Raven. She she's very average, but what she has going for her is supposedly if this show was made to create matches and create marriages that sustain, right? Okay? Right. If that's the theory, Raven is wife material because of how it's just it's it's what it is is it would be a much easier life. It was the easier path. She was way into him. She was cool with everything. She rolled with everything. Vanessa, she's hot. And Super I'm not gonna, hot. I'm not gonna second guess that. She's I mean, she's amazing. She's great to look at. But yes. you could tell pretty early on she was she's gonna be a pain in the, whoever she ends up with, and it's not gonna be Nick, um, it it's gonna be a humongous pain in the ass on a daily basis. She's just she's just she defines high maintenance. So at the end of at the end of the decision, he chose wrong because it's not going to end up working. And she is a pain in the frickin' ass. What you're saying is you prefer a subservient woman. Not even that. It's oh. just, it's just uh, we want to we want to wake up every day and just kind of have it. And I mean, life is is tough enough when yeah. you don't have to worry about everything you say or do upsetting the person that you live with. I mean, you're walking on eggshells with Vanessa with Raven. You could do just about anything and she's rolling with it. Well, the good thing about Raven, I don't know if Nick, Nick, I know is from Wisconsin. I don't know if he's a a camper or a hunter or an outdoorsman, but if you were out in the wild, in the bush, if you will, Raven would be somebody you'd want to bring along because if there were any wolves, raptors, yes, any kind of predator, Raven would be well equipped to see them coming from the periphery. If there was one yes. 90 degrees to the left <laughs> and one 90 degrees to the right, this raven would have them lined up, would have them spotted in a way that Nick couldn't because Nick's eyes only look forward. Whereas she, ravens being on the side are able to see things coming in a way that a normal human being wouldn't be able to see. Would you agree, Jason? She she has eyes like a raven, literally. Interesting. Wow. Or raven. Wow. They're, on the, they're on the side. But you're right. Yeah, that's one of the. Uh, she has the avatar look with yes. the separated eyes, and <laughs> but again, I forgive all of that. I really would for just an easier life, for God's sake. Um, but I guess we'll, let's agree to disagree. And don't get me wrong, Vanessa. No, I get what you're saying. Vanessa's freaking hot, and and by the way. Yeah, I'm convinced that he slept with. Uh, I think it's pretty much a foregone conclusion. He had sex with Raven in the in the fantasy suite. It's a foregone conclusion that he did not have sex with Vanessa. And what? Whoa, 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 I, whoa! Well, wait, wait a minute. Is that a disputed thing? Well, I thought she talked about principles and integrity and all that shit before they went into the fantasy suite. Yeah, but 
when you accept the invite, well, this is what I wonder. Maybe you're right. I don't know. If I were a chick and Vanessa seems like this kind of chick, so maybe I am on board with your opinion. If I were a woman and I was invited to the fantasy suite and I knew that this scumbag was going to plug two other chicks on other nights. Are you throwing on a little Pearl Jam? little Coldplay? Uh, if, <laughs> if I were... Is that your ringtone? That was my phone ringtone. Yeah. It came through. Is it Coldplay? You have Coldplay on your ringtone. No, it's a generic... Uh, it's a generic uh, Samsung droid we're, ring. We're trying to be professional here, Jason. Go ahead, finish your thought. Well, my thought was thrown off by your Coldplay ringtone. What I was going to say is the the smart play is to hold out. Go to the fantasy suite. You don't know if you're going to win the show. If you lose the show, hey, no harm, no foul. I went in there. I fooled around. We made out. Like I let him play with my titties. No big deal. I didn't let him inside. I kept my panties on. Right. We've all known this kind of chick because the thing is, think about, think about your life. I'll think about my own. The girl that you hook up with the first night and she wants to throw down, unless you have a much stronger feeling or stronger connection with her immediately, all of a sudden, the thing that's building the heat in the relationship that goes away. That goes away immediately. If <laughs> if that chick kind of holds out and is like, hey, you know what? Not ready. Not sure if I'm there yet with you. I'm going to need to hold off. Maybe next time. Let's let's hang out a few more times. See if it works out. That's, that's going to keep you coming back. As men, we are pretty simple beings. We want a couple of things. And what we want is to hunt. Yes. So maybe you're right. Maybe I don't know. I assume that they all just gave it up. Not but, at all. So well, so here's not at all. Yeah. Wow. Let me pick up on what you just said. Okay. Right? Yeah. Take it to the next level. Raven gave it gave it up for sure. Uh, if you if you go back and you take a look, Vanessa, as they were contemplating right before they they got the official invite to the fantasy suite, she kept saying. I'm not going to compromise on my values and my principles, and I hope you respect that. Mm. That's basically telling him Code. we can go back and grind it out, make out. You could touch anything on my body, but we're not doing that. And you know that he did not have sex with Rachel, the lawyer from Texas, who's the next bachelorette, the first ba- uh, black bachelorette. Really, you think so? Not? I think I think he went one for three. Interesting. And that was my comment. When I when I saw him choose Vanessa at the end, I said, "Holy crap! She she's going to be high maintenance and impossible to deal with." Before she finds out that he screwed the other chick in the fantasy suite, now what is she going to be about? Yeah. yeah. And the, and the, the final rose was was icy. They were non-committal. She for sure was non-committal. I think the question was, "Are you guys? When are you guys getting married?" And she's like. We still need to get to know each other a lot more, which is code for I'm waiting for ABC to tell me when I can dump him. Um, but 
I once and what she did say was I didn't watch the fantasy suites. Right. Uh, okay. Right. Well, you may have not watched the fantasy suites, but how about interesting? Every, all your followers on Twitter and Instagram letting you know what happened in the fantasy suite. So I'm guessing, oh, yeah, she knows. and her and her family, by the way, producers, so I, I like everyone. Yeah. Um. Interesting. That's an interesting take on it. I will say this about Vanessa. First of all, what was she wearing on the on the after the final rose? This is a woman with a smoking body. Yes. A really, really hot body. Big, beautiful, pendulous breasts. Tight little skinny little waist. Nice round ass, like really, really hot. She's wearing something that's with like cut out shoulders cinched up to the neck. <laughs> what is, who's dressing her? Now, I will say this. They, despite the fact that the, that the uh, fantasy suites and the proposal, as it were, took place in fucking Finland. Northern Finland, yeah. It was it was frozen. They were they were like on tundra. Luckily, luckily uh Vanessa showed up to the to the proposal with her tits pushed up. She had <laughs> her big beautiful titties were out. Which, I noticed that. Yeah. Yeah, which is a which should be her signature look. Vanessa yeah, that- if that, you're listening, that was an amazing. What that you are so hot, like have those things up and practically spilling out of what you, whatever you're wearing yeah. all the time. And you will get anything you want for the rest of your life. Yeah. It, it's uh that was, she was, she was really easy to look at and super hot. I mean, just uh, to button up the description of her body for, our listeners that only listen to the podcast and don't watch the show, like she's uh, she's toned, but she's kind of thick in the right ways. Like, yeah, agree. You know, she's got the healthy. hips she's and healthy. the legs, and like she's Italian, so she's just got that that curvaceous thing going. So, absolutely. I, I mean, I, again, I am not denying that she's gorgeous. She's just a massive pain in the ass. And by the way, and by the yes, way, yeah, she copped to this in the in the uh, after the rose, um, and because I, I think she thought she looked fucking stupid by doing this. You cannot hold it against the guy that is the subject of the show for not reciprocating or telling you that he loves you or telling you that's the game show. That's you're you're on the freaking game show. Let's and, let's not forget that that zero from last season, Ben. He told two chicks he loved them yes. and yes. was and was held as a pariah. Right. But he can't, but he can't. The bachelor can't be expected to tell a chick he loves her unless he unless because that's going to give away the ending, right? And I think that was that was the weird thing about Ben cuz no bachelor or bachelorette had ever uh tipped their hand because they can't. I think the show almost said if you're going to say one if you're going to say you love one, you better say you love the other because we need our ratings for the finale. Yes. Um, so that's probably what Ben was all about. But no, you're, I mean, it's a part 
of the show, and she admitted afterwards, I've never seen a full uh, show, which explains a lot. Yeah. She, she put a lot of stress on him and herself by thinking that he was actually going to tip his hand like a dipshit. Now, quickly, to button that up, to button this up for Vanessa, you make a good point that she's a little too um, – she might be a little too high-maintenance – she strikes me as the kind of woman that might be supremely apprehensive about performing oral sex for her man. <laughs> she might be the kind of like, you know, oh, I, I guess since it's Valentine's Day, you get one or, you know, it's your birthday or whatever. This is not, I just don't get the vibe that she regularly puts out in a super supremely open sexual way for a guy, but she's French. (laughs) French chicks do stuff. What are your thoughts on that, Jason? I mean, the oral sex is one thing, but just in general, in general, I don't think she, I don't think she's going to bed in general. You're saying she's straight missionary she's not giving you a reach around. She's not talking dirty. She's not doing the kind of stuff I like. Yeah. There's just no, there's no kinkiness there for sure. And it's probably, uh, a kind of a, a, a limp fish in bed. Yeah. I see that. I see that. A couple couple giveaways, you know, she, God bless her. She, she devotes her life to helping, those in need and, and being a teacher yep. for special needs and everything. And she's so such a family woman. Like to me, those are like pristine qualities. It doesn't lend it lend itself to kinkiness. Like she's not yes. going yep. extremities, like extreme things in bed. It's just, it's basically let's do what God created us to do and move on. I want, and that's, that's a lesson because I, I can't say it enough. Vanessa is banging. She's basically, I'm not, you know, is there a woman in the world that's a 10? They're out there. But this Vanessa is like an eight and a half, nine, like hot body, super beautiful, foreign. But that just goes to show, guys, you're better off looking for a girl that's a little bit sloppy. Like, (laughs) not like hot, hot in a sexual sexy sort of way, but not so hot is that she can give you the Heisman when it's time to, when you're, you know, when you've had seven beers with the guys and you get home and you, you have some ideas about where you want to do stuff. <laughs> that's, that's, that's why you don't want to, that's why you don't want to put a ring on a Vanessa. You want to put a ring on a Tracy or a Wendy. Some <laughs> thoughts. It's just a thought. There's something to think about guys. Think about that. Uh, okay, let, qu- quickly. The actual episode. So, Nick, they're in Finland. Worst place. Bachelor producers. Islands. Beaches. Right. Sunny locales. You want these broads in bikinis. I noticed that they go to places where it's low season. So, even when they go on a boat, it's like windy and overcast. 
You guys got it. You guys got to track. It's it's like surfers how how they know how the swell is coming. They're watching the winds from seven thousand miles away, so they know weeks in advance what to look for. This right. you're shooting a TV show. You go where you're for sure to have bright sunshine. You have cameras. You want it to look a certain way. Hire me and I'll help you guys with this. And one thing you don't want to do is go where where broads have to wear have to cover up where when they're outside. You want these chicks in bikinis. You want them in tight dresses, sundresses. You want them looking hot. So they're in you, they're in Finland. You have, you have to admit though that the uh, the freezing water into the. Uh, into the jacuzzi. Oh, I, I did like that. I did like that. Yes. Her, her, her one. I mean, yes. A, a one piece has never looked so good on anyone. Totally agree. Totally agree with that. That was that was. Yeah, they did get her into a bathing suit for that, which I did enjoy. They were doing an in and out. They hit the sauna. And that, the ice bath. That, yeah. Outside. Yeah. In the yes. Yeah. I did like that. Good point, Jason. Pretty amazing. Um, they get down to the. They get down to the. It comes. To the uh, proposals. I was looking for that word. I've been drinking. It's Raven is first. And they will they will kind of tr- try to trick you with these. Sometimes right. they'll, they'll have him propose to the first girl or the second girl. Yeah. Raven rolls in. Nick starts with the just m- most fake waterworks ever. The, the way this guy can fake emotions makes me very concerned that he may be a serial killer. People should really track his whereabouts and just see if there are any murders in and about where he lives or towns he's visited because any man that can call up tears like that when they're clearly not feeling a single emotion is suspect. Um, I mean, I, I yes, I kind of go. go the other way. I just, oh, really? I just, I just think he's a pussy. Oh, you're a fucking, you're such I, a I Nick apologist. I don't think those tears are uh, disingenuine. I think he's a pussy. Like I said, a, a, by the end of the series, I think a likable pussy, but a pussy nonetheless. And um, by the way, the cruelty of the show for those that haven't seen the finale or haven't seen many of the shows. They have the uh, the woman walk in, stand there, and I know by by mandate they have the woman like completely empty her guts, empty all of her feelings, and just leave herself out there on a limb for him to crush her. So she spent two minutes telling him how much she has fallen in love with him. To me, that's a, such a cruel nature of the show. I mean. I know they. Ha- I guess they have to do it to keep the suspense. But I think there was one bachelor or bachelorette that basically just stopped him in their tracks because they had some a fucking some empathy for the other person. Like stop, stop, please. I think it was. I think it was Claire. Yeah, he let her finish. I get that, Jason, because he's a madman. This Nick is a sociopath. He's got fake tears coming down. But what I will say is this Raven. She was either prepped by a producer or she just knew, hey, um, this, is, this is my moment. I have some time here. He's not going to pick me. It's not preordained. Look at this other chick on the other side. She's super hot. 
no big deal. I'm going to do well for myself in my last close up on TV. So she, she doesn't cry. She's basically emotionless. She's like, Hey, whatever. To the point where Nick, like a super bitch is like, I, I'm going to miss you with tears streaming down his face to which Raven who is from Arkansas replies. I know (laughs) she may has may as well have just grabbed the boom mic and dropped it on the ground and walked out of there. The yurt that they were in, in Finland. That was great, right? Now, uh, I need to remind you, this is the woman who once, as she, as she told a story, walked in on her boyfriend yep. having sex with another woman and proceeded to beat the shit out of him. With a stiletto. Yeah. That, that brings up another thing. Prior to her fantasy suite, Raven felt that it was important to let Nick know Hey, by the way, I know we're about to fuck, but just so you know, I've never had an orgasm with a man. (laughs) Yeah. Whoa. Shocking, like not good for the pressure. Always a little dicey when you're, when you're first having relations with someone. You want to you want to do yourself proud. You want them you want them to want to come back for a second sesh. You want things to be loose and enjoyable. You don't want that kind of pressure dropped on you. Like, hey, look, I'm looking for you to give me my first orgasm here. It was uh it was the kind of the season of full. The show has used to be really kind of. They they never even really alluded to any kind of sex. They really or used to dance around it. That's right. Yeah, they used to be real coy about all of it, and it's now pretty much common. And this season was a good example of women just outwardly talking about how they're going to have sex with the dude. It's crazy. And 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 her, you know, in the dinner ramping up to fantasy suite. Letting her know about letting them know about her sexual history. By this point in the season, like, and if someone had done that in a, a previous season and just dropped, that would have been a bombshell. It Crazy. was almost just like taking a Crazy. stride in this one. Yeah, it, that's that's a really interesting point there, Jason. Because yeah, this is this is something that five years ago you would never have. You would not have heard the word orgasm on the bachelor it was they really danced around the whole idea of the fantasy suite that there was not any sex happening like it was uh it was not never spoken about and now all of a sudden you're like hey i'm raven i'm from arkansas um i can see predators coming i just want you to know i may have almost killed a guy with a stiletto and it was because he never gave me an orgasm I think next season, I think just to, to ramp it up a little bit more, I think uh, she's going to tell The Bachelor in anticipation of this moment 
I started taking birth control six weeks ago, so we're good. So don't even worry about wrapping up. <laughs> or she'll like bust out the dental dam, and she's like, "He's like, hey, will you accept this uh, rose to go to the fantasy suite?" And she'll be like, and just unroll the dental dam right there, and be like, "Yeah, I'm in. I'm down. You ready?" Um, so yeah, Nick. Nick through fake tears. Let's Raven down. It's Raven does herself proud. She's got nothing to be embarrassed about. She doesn't normally these chicks cry in yeah. the, they don't do much for women or feminism. I mean, obviously the show doesn't in general, but typically these chicks are driving away in the limo and they're like, what's wrong with me? And why can't, why can't I ever find love? And I, you know, I was, I thought this was the one and I'm, you know, there's me, 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 but no, she was like, look, you fucked up. I'm Raven. I got a, I own a boutique in Arkansas. My brother's a cop. Like shit is going good for me. (laughs) Then, then when we talked about this, Vanessa comes in, she has like a mink stole on, which I feel like was is one of those things where it's kind of like when the uh, when the daughter leaves for the prom and, the, right. and she comes downstairs and the dad's like whoa 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 you're not going out in that and she's got to like throw a sweatshirt on over her prom dress because because right. Vanessa's titties were so prominent they were pushed up they're big in general she had a tight dress on she was looking hot and. It's freezing where they are, so she had to like cover up a little bit with her, her wrap. Um, she comes in and they're doing the proposal. And Jason, I know you're a you're a language aficionado, and so I know you were catching this. There were so many double entendres in their conversation. She's like, he's like, I, you know, I wasn't sure. And we still have this hill to climb, but I feel like you're the one. And she's like, when I came here, I thought you would never even notice me. (laughs) And I mean, let's be honest, Vanessa's pretty hot. She's noticed wherever she goes, but it was also a weak year for broads. So she was, she was noticed immediately, but she's like, you, you, She's like, not only did you notice me, she's like, you got to know every part of me. <laughs> like, what, what's she saying there, Jason? Do, I, told she, you, I already gave you my theory. Every, every part other than her, her vaginal wall. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Do you think he got to know her? Like, what did they do sexually? Do you think he went to Southern Montreal. It just seems like a, yeah, no, I could definitely see that. Or, or were they just doing like little makeout? Like she got naked down to her panties, which is super hot by the way. And then he used like in his, cause you know, he wears those like tight boxers, like boxer (laughs) briefs or like boy shorts. They were just like in their undies and they were just kind of like, rubbing and touching on each other and making out? Do you think that's like the extent like, of what they did? Why would you think that he wears like really tight underwear? Not, nothing that he ever wears is tight. 
he's super queer. He's in good shape. I will say this about the guy. The guy's, <laughs> the, the guy's the, fucking fit. He's like 4% body fat. Well, we made the comment, or at least I did, before Bachelor in Paradise, he found a personal trainer. Yeah. Be- it, between the last Bachelorette and Bachelor in Paradise, he he found a personal trainer, and he had six-pack, and he's ripped. And uh, so he whatever routine he was on, he kept for the show. So, yeah, you got to give him props for that. He, you know who You know who trained him? Cody. Oh, is it the Cody factor? Yes. Cody is the fucking trainer to all of the Bachelor contestants. Is that a fact or are you guessing? I'm guessing, but uh, I know I know that Cody uh I used to follow Cody on Instagram. Yeah. I, I don't follow him anymore. That's so, one of the uh that's one of the manliest things you've ever said, yes. I think. <laughs> you know how I know you're gay? <laughs> uh I don't follow Cody on Instagram anymore, but when when um Chris Souls, Farmer Chris, was becoming the bachelor, I was following Cody on Instagram and Cody did get Chris in shape yeah. for either the bachelor or dancing with the star. One of those, but, and th- that Chris is super fit. Right. Um, so yeah, the double entendre. And then he's like, he, she's like, and she's like, she said something to the effect of like, it's really hard. <laughs> like something about Nick was really hard. And I'm like, I oh did hear God. that. Yeah. I remember, I, I remember thinking to tweet that, that something's yes. hard. Yeah. That, yeah. That to me was that that was funny. That you really emphasized hard. The whole thing was like so staged between the two of them. Like I just did not. It was. I feel like we've come to a place with The Bachelor where it's just there's just no suspension of disbelief anymore. Where yeah. everything about it is just super fake and staged, and they're basically actors who are there to make their Instagram accounts right. and shine. It's, you know, I think we mentioned this earlier. I think Kate made the point, and it's, it's exactly right. If this is the uh, 30th season of The Bachelor, if this has been going on for 15 years, there's an entire generation of people that are just have grown up on reality yep. TV. Yep. So it's, it, I think it's less acting and more just uh, emulating what reality TV is and what, what succeeds. Yep. And this is, they're so self-aware. I mean that, that it's, it's not real, but at the same time, it's, it's them being reality people, which is different than being genuine or real. Yeah. Now, I actually made that point. You okay. should give credit where credit is due. When right. you said, yeah. I think Kate made this point and that's nice of you to, to defer to her, even though she's not here, but just so we know, just so the listeners are aware. That's something I said. I yeah, said that on the you, show. I think it, it's something that I didn't even think about. Like, there are a lot of people in their twenties that the only like known TV shows in their you know since their brain has developed yeah. has been reality television. They've and, always been on like, the internet. Yeah. yeah, that's that that they have a whole different experience than we did growing up where we were outside riding our bikes and shit. They are just taking in information all the time. And there, so there isn't, there's not really any blurred lines between, Hey, this is a person that's on TV and this is a person that isn't on TV. Like everything's the same. Like there's no, 
There's no difference. I've, I've often thought that as I've watched LeBron. LeBron is like, you know, the uh, mega star, sports star of our, our era, this generation. So, yeah. but he was, he was similarly raised in an era where the superstars of sports were on TV. And I always get the, I always get the feeling when I see him do something that's celebratory or if he's emoting in any way, shape, he or knows form, he's being watched that yep. he's, he's not doing it because he feels it. He's doing, he, he's doing what he thinks the cameras need to see or right. wants to see. It, that's exactly right. And that's, I think that when I watch the bachelor or any other reality show, I'm just thinking that now it, it makes too much sense, but let's, let's not try to get too cerebral with this reality stuff. Uh, Vanessa, it was drop dead gorgeous, a piece of ass. Let's yeah, let's talk is, about her titties. Yeah, that is going to be uh, a massive headache. And the second, if she did watch that finale in some way, shape, or form, she saw him making out with the other chick just twelve hours before he he proposed to her. Like that. To me, that's got to be such a jar to the system, always, and always. It, it can only aggravate the uh, the chances. And and I found I found out I had to Google it because dumbass Chris Harrison tried to brag. Did you do you remember that? No. He said he said uh, by the way we are good at what we do. In other words, we are good at uh, at creating marriages and, and making matches. I Googled it, and they have. Uh, Six of the 30 couples are still together. So they're batting exactly 200. That's pretty. That's kind of good, though. Although I will say, I think it's mostly bachelorettes. That stick around? That have connected. Like not, not dudes that have been the bachelor. Hold on. I'm taking, I'm taking an Instagram picture right here to promote this to promote our oh my nipples are in it sorry guys your shirt's off oh yeah i always do the show shirtless Jeez, brian you didn't know that my god yeah. before we um i don't know if we're done talking about vanessa and raven but like no let's talk about them we did no no we do need to we just need to kind of uh put we need to recap corinne as you know, one of the best contestants the show's ever seen. I'm not completely convinced uh, now that she wasn't a planted actress, uh, i.e., Chad from last season. Good point. I didn't. Chad, I didn't even think to bring this up. We need to talk about Corinne. Go on. All right. So Corinne and Chad to me are kind of in the same category of brilliant reality. Uh, reality. Uh, what do you call them? Um, Characters. Villains. Villains, characters who were a little too good, uh, said all the right things to piss everyone off. And um, they were just too good of TV to not be probably manipulated or just acted out completely. And But Corinne is really hot. And by the end of everything that, you know, the whole um, the, the girls tell all thing, I think she comes off pretty damn good. I. I never had a problem with her. I didn't have a problem with her from one. She's hot. Like she's super hot. Absolutely. Probably the second hottest chick this season. 
too. She likes, she likes to eat and nap yeah. and sex. Yeah. B, this chick knows how to party. Like, yeah. she's having a good time. She's like, hey, guess what? I'm on fucking TV. I'm going to get my top off. I'm going to, like, yeah. try to grab this guy's dick. Like, I'm here to get myself on TV. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But I'm, I'm, I want this, these cameras on me. Like, I, I, I recognize what's happening here. The rest of you don't know you're on a game show. I do. So I'm going to be as active as I can in getting my fucking face on the camera the most. And it worked. And yes. think about it. Think about it. The, uh, the girls tell all, uh, 60% of the show was spent on yes. girls being catty because Corinne, uh, chose to take a nap during the cocktail. Oh, that Taylor had her butthole puckered. Yeah. She and- has a thing for Corinne and she has a thing for Corinne because Corinne was better at doing what they did than she was bottom line. But I found that to be interesting in that, you know, the girls tell all or the men tell all it's all, all usually about like how they were wronged by the subject or a lot of, you know, how, how heartbroken they are because things didn't work out, you know, it, it's mostly about the subject, but totally. most of the women tell all was about Corinne. It was Nick's name almost never came up. Yeah. It was just catty shit. So what she did worked. Uh, she was, I thought it was pretty brilliant. And if it wasn't completely scripted, um, I, I really enjoyed her. And I hope, um, and Chad, I think maybe kind of, maybe Chad oversaturated. And by the time he got to bachelor in paradise, uh, we were kind of done with them, but I'm hoping that maybe we get a reprisal of Chad and Corinne and Bachelor in Paradise. Here's the thing. Chad was trying too hard. He he came full on. He was going he was going too hard with it. He was eating right. all the cold cuts and whatnot. <laughs> this Corinne, she understands how to do it. She she got how to be a character without destroying America's opinion of her two weeks into the show. She did a great job. She's, she's going to be the star of bachelor in paradise. I can't wait for that. Yeah, she, she truly was. And, you know, you know, we, we elected a president like this too, but she is there to disrupt things. That's, that was her thing. She's a disruptor. Great point. And I, and I would say, I would say Nick just liked that part about her. She didn't give a shit. Yeah. And I think I, I really do think that she lasted. I, I was shocked that she lasted as, as long as she could, as she did, because when I initially saw her, I'm like, all right, that's a plant, and it's an actress, and the, the actresses usually only last two or three episodes, and then they have to get on to the real people. That's right. Um, and yeah, you were an, you were anti Corinne. I wasn't anti. I just thought that she was too good fan. to be true. But she lasted to the final four, no? Yeah, she did. She absolutely did. And you know the if, if she if she is not an actress, you know the producers said we can cast her, and it would be a pretty damn popular show. Um, but they chose the very political correct route, and they chose the safer way out. Rachel will be will be fine. 
she's not very interesting. She's really bright. And I know that, you know, them being able to say they have the first black, you know, whatever, bachelor or bachelor, that's a big deal in this day and age. But I think Corinne would have been totally a, a agree. fascinating season. Totally agree. I could not agree more, Jason. That's an excellent, excellent point. Okay. You, so I wrote down this question and, but now I sort of know your answer. I thought Nick was the worst bachelor ever and could spell the end of the bachelor franchise. Cause he was so bad, but you disagree. I, it's just, if, if I have anything, if I have any complaint, it's, uh, you know, that final episode was, was really heavy. I mean, because his family has been through the wash now three times they were really uh, cautious and almost you know, on, the, on the verge of tears. Like literally his dad did cry. His mom is constantly crying and she's a weirdo that we haven't gotten to. And then, so it was, it really had a depressing tone when you mixed in Vanessa's angst about it and her giving him a hard time and shit. So that final show I thought um, didn't do the series any, any favors. That was not a, there wasn't a whole lot of, um, I don't know, suspense. There wasn't a whole lot of uh, laughs and giggles or good times. It was like heavy and, I don't know, maybe took itself a little too serious. And so I will say the finale wasn't great. But him as a bachelor, I'm fine with that. I don't. Again, I, I ended up kind of, uh, kind of liking the guy towards the end. But he's a pussy. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, he sucks. Okay, I agree with that. Um, and lastly, before we wrap this up, Rachel, how do we feel about Rachel? The, the next, the next, well, I guess in between, according to our friend, reality, Steve, Steve Carbone. Yeah. The bachelorette starts filming like either this weekend or just it's now it's now it's happening. Right. The, I, I imagine that this summer we'll get bachelor in paradise followed by the fall we'll get bachelorette really yeah i thought the bachelorette was going to come before then oh really oh i have no idea bachelor in paradise is a summer show i know it is i i I just i could have sworn it was one of those things that remember they do the they do one of them the bachelorette of the bachelor and then it seems like the next week they dive into bachelor in paradise that's how last year went i remember but who knows so maybe maybe they'll knock out bachelor in paradise early and then get to the back either way how do we feel about rachel and how much am i going to be subjected to the fact that she's black through the entire thing like is that is that going to be the whole series because here's the thing rachel she's attractive she's super cute like i don't I don't need to be beaten over the head with the fact that she's the first black bachelorette. I feel like we are post racial, not Rachel (laughs) post racial as a society. But, and yet I feel like there's going to be a lot of um, racial overtones on the bachelorette. What do you think? Absolutely. And the fact that they, they will probably, I'm guessing they'll cast half black guys and half others, you know, 
white guys, Asians, Latinos, but I think it's going to be like half casted black. Right. I just think, I think that Asians, that onto itself will, um, will, you know, inside the house lend us some racial, you know, back and forth. And she, I'm sure they're going to drive it home with her. I, in this day and age, um, ABC will feel compelled to pat themselves on the back and just show how, how, uh, you know, progressive they are. This is my thing. Yeah. You and I, you just said we're past the racial stuff. I can, that's completely wrong. Oh, we're not. I think on the, on the coasts, I think in Los Angeles, San Francisco, New York city, Miami, Mm. I think these towns are fine. And they're going to be cool uh, with a a bachelorette of color. But I think I just don't know how middle America and the southern states are going to respond. I mean, I think ABC is taking a huge risk here um, or they're just they just know they're going to take, they're going to take a bath ratings wise. I have a feeling I, I just just kind of knowing I mean, what, what we just saw with the uh, the presidential election, this uh, this divide of uh of people with brains and people that are just complete neanderthals um i i don't know if they if the rest of the country outside of where we live here is going to be ready for this but we'll see interesting i I think think she's fine she's safe she's She's a lawyer she's She's smart yeah i don't see much controversy there so they're going to really have to uh they're going to really have to spice it up with the with the male cast members um yeah, and, and they did roll out four of them, which I thought was weird. It's like I didn't see that. I didn't watch that far. Yeah, and so the uh, Chris Harrison, you could tell it was his idea because he kept selling it. Like, isn't this great? He's such a tool. Um, He's such at, a tool. At the end, they're like, "We're just going to start the next season right now. Let's get to it." And then they roll out such like a, a, a fake set of the of the mansion that they typically do the uh, the first impressions on. Um, and they, they had four guys come out, two black guys, two white guys. Um, to me, it's like, that's kind of weird. Those guys got a much bigger impression already before the show even starts, um, filming. And it was so awkward because, you know, when they're able to film it and edit it, they could take away the awkwardness. And it's still awkward when you see the, uh, edited version now think about live, where they're just kind of standing in front of each other. There was a couple like cringe-worthy uh, moments where they just didn't know what to say or do or where to walk afterwards, and um, so it, it all kind of sucked. I thought it was a terrible idea. If you're going to bring out uh, the the new cast, bring out all thirty, or don't bring any of them out. What? Just a totally. sample size it's of weird. four. It's weird. And if they brought out four guys, guess what? None of those guys are going to win. If you're handicapping this thing, <laughs> anybody that they introduce you to early is already out. Maybe. Guaranteed. Yeah, I guess that would be the opposite of, of my first inclination, which was each of those guys have an advantage and that they've made an impression on her. Yeah, but it's probably a negative impression because they're in front of a crowd. They're acting the fool. It's it's they're playing up their personality rather than being themselves. Uh, I, I just don't feel like that's, uh, that's an advantage in that game. Did you, 
Did you hear about one of the one of the lines that the white guy delivered? I did hear. Yeah, and so he said, "He said I'm ready to go black." Yeah, and in in which case, if I were Rachel, I would raise my hand and say, "Can I not give him a rose right now?" Yeah, could we just not have this guy on the show? Yeah, disgusting. Like, like she played it off and laughed, and but like. That guy knew he was going on live television, yep. and there were tens of millions of people watching. D- Jason, he had that line holstered. He and told all his buddies, he's like, he, wait for it. He knew it. He, <laughs> he thought of it and said, this is going to kill, and it could not have been less appropriate. <clears throat> it speaks to, like, I always tell you and Kate, those uh, first impression things at the, at the mansion and the limo, it they're they're great uh, they're a great litmus test of, of how uncreative people could be totally because you have so much time to think about what you're going to do and say in your first impression and some of them are really they're just swings and misses and you're thinking Concur. my God how how little imagination most people have in this world agreed and that guy said that yeah that's. That's what he had to share. <laughs> like that's, that's as much as he thinks about what he's going to say. Okay. Jason. Excellencies. Oh, quickly. What is your softball average? The reason what makes it difficult is last season we were doing the show. We would record at immediately after the bachelor right. ended, but it's, it's too much of a drag for me to have to, because I go to bed and I can't stay up West coast. The show doesn't end till 10. I go to, I've made it clear. I go to bed at nine 30. Wow. So I just couldn't, I just couldn't do an hour podcast after the bachelor. So that made it difficult, and then we couldn't record Tuesdays because Jason Stewart plays softball. Jason, update our audience. Um, what so is I'm, your batting average right now? As we speak, mid-season, what are you hitting? If it's if it's less than seven fifty, I'd be surprised. Oh, I'm, so it's gone up. I average three for four. Three for four so. every week. Yeah, I mean that's that's an average. One of those is a home run. No, no, I, a lot I, of doubles. Uh, I'll do doubles every once in a while, but it's mainly just crushing singles, line drives over the infield. I mean, crushing singles. Yeah, crushing Are singles, singles ever crushed? Yes. You only get one base. Like you don't, so hard that you can't take more than one base. If you if you if you crushed it. Yes, you would get you would get to at least second base. No, you can crush line drives, right? But to the gap. Okay, but are there the, are there I, are there four outfielders in yeah. your softball league? That's the thing. Gappers uh, are, are rare because they, there's four outfielders. So yeah, every once in a while, I'll get a hold of one and maybe go over the the heads of an outfielder. But yeah, so to the. Uh, Listening audience, I'm hitting about 750, and that's why I can't miss any games. I don't want to. I mean, me not being in the lineup uh, severely. Um, what do you call it? It, it makes our team Hinders. not much. Yeah, much worse. Yeah, is this is this coed? Do you have broads on your team? Nope, no coed. 
Buddy of mine, buddy of mine plays in a co-ed league and he's got two chicks on his team and one played uh shortstop at Vanderbilt. <laughs> and so they, tr- they go out to the field and the other team starts laughing because they have, because usually when you have a girl, you put her at catcher or right, right field. And, uh, but so then they go out to the field and they have a girl at, I think they have a girl at shortstop because at second base, they have another girl that played at San Diego state and the other team starts laughing. And then they, then they, everything they hit to the hole, she (laughs) runs and picks up and, and wings it to first base and throws them out by like five steps every time. Like it's softball. And I'm, I'm guessing, uh, each of them two were sleeping together after I, after the games. Jason, a d- the double play combination Jason. and the sack too. Jason, buddy, I'm not even making the, uh, that's Jason. that's not even like a to say that a a I, college I football player is gay. Right, I don't know. It's like saying that an NBA player is black. I don't right? know. <laughs> the ma- the majority of college football players are, are gay. That's probably true. But okay. um, yes, but and I will I will say this too. I I I did a co-ed league, and there's like a a misconception that you join a co-ed league as a single guy, you know, play with girls and or to play with women and and you know maybe a couple couple up at some point and uh, oh and you oh, you slay no. it on Tinder, so you you coupled up with a couple of them. No, oh. so. My co-ed team, f- female-wise, was made up of three wives of players on the team. Awful. Huge and, mistake. And two, two lesbians and one, uh, one day drinker who was an absolute alcoholic. Like She would show up smelling of gin. So really? That was, yeah, that was my co-ed experience. Wow. To, to get up and mingle as a single guy. Wow. Unbelievable. Okay. Let's wrap it up. The bachelor finale. Very, very, very sorry that we didn't have fancy cells here to join us. She absolutely, I think would be comfortable with me letting you know that she detested the season of the bachelor. (laughs) Was not a fan. Was not interested. Uh, I wish we could have had her join us tonight, but unfortunately it wasn't the case. Luckily, Jason Stewart, our hero, was here to save the day. Yep. Along with me, I'm always here to save the day. Uh, so we will definitely catch up. Um, when Bachelor in Paradise fires up again, I know I will start getting lots of tweets of people wanting me, us to discuss that show. And we for sure will, because to me and Jason, let me see if you agree. That's the best show. The paradise. Yes. The paradise. Yeah. I mean, that, that offers up the most fodder for sure. Yeah, for sure. Especially if we get Corinne on there who quickly, Let's jump in. Who are we going to see from this season on that show? Corinne, for sure. Yeah, I want Astrid. Astrid uh, and her big old cans. What about that, Whitney? Whitney seemed like a bit of a frigid, prude, annoying. Right. But she was kind of hot. Do we want to see yeah. her on there? 
Yeah, I'd like to see Whitney. Yeah. Yeah, there are a couple girls from this season that seem fun. Um, the one girl I don't want to see is the chick with the, uh, what was it, the nose piercing? Um, Which one was that? Going to need a this, name. From this season. Oh, Danielle. Yeah. I, she lasted much longer than she should have. Jason, you know about it. A close, close friend of mine. You know him. His name's Walk Off HPP. Right. He's a friend of mine. We've hung out. He's a great patron of this show. Terrific human human being. Really, really great guy. But his takes are every time that guy sends a tweet, what I do is I I take a screenshot of the tweet and I send it to my printer and then I I crumple it up and I throw it in the trash. <laughs> because it is Always such a bad take. And this guy, he's anti-Corinne. He is disgusted by Corinne. He says she's a Scottsdale six. She's she's uh, not attractive. Meanwhile, his favorite chick on the show was Danielle, the morose flat chest. Hey, I'm not trying to body shame. Flat chested girl who never smiled. From Wisconsin. The fact that she made it past the first rose ceremony is shocking. It's it's crazy. Jason Stewart, do you agree? You there? Oh, my God. Jason. Hello? Yeah? Hold on a second. Oh, my God. Hold on a second. We're being professional here. You there? Yes. All right. So I lost you. It, so is Danielle the one with the uh, the bull nose ring that I just pointed out? Or yes. is she different? Yes, that's the one. What are your thoughts on her? That's uh, just a bad take. I, I have much less respect for her now than I did before this podcast Which, started. So if you if you saw that tweet come across your timeline, would you immediately get to a printer, print it out, and crumple it up and throw it in the trash can because that's one of the worst takes you've ever heard in your life? I, I would say yes, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so so we're talking about two different people. So you're talking about Danielle M, the blonde. Yes, that's who I'm talking about. And she I'm, had the nose ring. And I'm talking about the light-skinned black woman Oh, with the nose ring. Oh, I think I liked said, her. Who the, offered nothing. The, she, no, is she the one that lost in the sprint? Um, No, I'm looking right now. It is... Completely forgettable. Jamie with J J A I M I. Okay. So <laughs> what you're doing is you're calling someone Danielle whose name is not Danielle. Okay. I didn't say her name was Danielle. I'm just saying it's the oh. chef from New Orleans. Oh. Jamie. Yeah. She sucked. She was awful. She was horrible. If she, she shows has- up on bachelor in paradise, I'm going to be depressed. I, and that's what I'm saying. I don't want her. I, Me either. I, I have a she will be. Agreed. Yeah. 100% on your side there. Good take. All right. Let's wrap it up. Guys, Jason Stewart is a hero. So stoked he could join us. If you don't follow him, you're a maniac. Go on Twitter. At Jason Stewart is his handle. Go to Twitter or uh, Instagram at Jason Stewart there as well. Jason, anything else 
you would like to plug while you're here? Uh, no, not at all. We're good, dude. It, it was fun, a great season, and we'll uh, we'll catch you uh, during the next batch we're at. Absolutely. Okay. For Jason Stewart, I'm Brian Beckner. This has been the Bachelor Lifestyle from theballerlifestyle.com. We will see you next time. Yeah. With his black guinea, he walks in the dead of night. Only way to see him is if he's lit up by streetlights.